Good evening, Agit Nechoydish, and welcome back to our, our question and answer series for Amash.org. Um, we got the last uh, couple of weeks some questions regarding Rishchoydish, so I had set aside for today's Shir, which is on Rishchoydish. Question. I was told that washing laundry and ironing should be done by women, should not be done by women, Arash In our family, we always did wash and iron. Is this a halacha or a minig by some? In Shechonorach, Helchis Rishchoydesh, Simatuf Yidzayin, the Machaba writes, Rishchoydesh is muter basis malacha. Rishchoydesh is permitted to make a malacha. But there is a minig by the ladies, they should not make a malacha, and it's a good minig. The reason for it, the Torah writes, because that's a schar for the women that by the cheta eigel, the man asked them to take off their jewelry in order to be able to make the eigel, and they didn't want to give it for them. Therefore, they gave them a matona, especially Yontov. And the Rishonim explain why Rishchoydish, because there is Shulish Regula, the three human toivim is Avram, Yitzchik, Vyankev. Avram is Pesach, Shvuas is Yitzchak, and Sukkot is Yankev. The, the one Shloim gave also the, for the 12 Rishchadushim for the 12 Shvotim. When Claudius rule sent by the eagle, Hashem took away the Yumim Toivim from the Jewish people, the Yumim Toivim from Rashchoidish, and since the women did not sin by Chata Eagle, they stayed with that Yontov. So it's only a Yontov, so to speak for the women and not for the men. And therefore, there's no meaning men should not make a malacha on uh, Rishchoydish. But women have a meaning, and as the Mechaba states, it's a meaning toif. Now, the Remu over there in Simatuf Yitzayin says that if the meaning is to make some malachas and not to make some malachas, so you always go according to the meaning. Because Lekitchila, when the women were makabal this yontav under, upon themselves, they're makabal according to what, what they're makabal. So some places they were makabal all the things not to do. That means not washing, not ironing, not sewing, etc. And some places they only took upon themselves not to sew Arashchoydish. And you go according to the minig. Where the place the minig is not to wash and not to iron, they have to keep that minig. And that's the minig of Yerushalayim. But other places where there isn't such a minig, you could do ironing and washing, making laundry, but you cannot do uh, sewing. Um, just to mention that the Alta Rebbe in Simatuf Samaches Sif Tess regarding making a malacha, um, Erev Pesach, he writes that 
the mit such a minig, wherever a family took this minig, their mechif to hold it, all their children, at sof kaladoiris. That means that if in your family the minig was not to wash laundry and not to do ironing, all your children and grandchildren you have to contain to that minig. And if you didn't have this minig, you don't have to do it. So, to sum it up, that it's a minig, as the Mechaba says, a minig toiv, and you go according to the minig. Everybody goes according to his family's minig. So, the people who told you that they are not doing laundry and ironing, that's their minig. And if you don't have this minig, then you could do ironing and washing laundry, but you cannot do sewing Arash Chodesh. question I bought a new outfit and needed and it needs mending I suddenly realized that it's a shkodesh and I couldn't do it on my own yet needed it for that night did I do I need to find a man seamstress or could I give it to any seamstress now as I mentioned bef previous before that uh, the meaning is only for women and not for men. So if you could find a man which is a seamstress, yes, give it for the man because he has no meaning. But if you can't find uh, a man should do it, only uh, a lady. So if you need it for a shkodesh, that means if you need, let's say, for tonight, you could be metal to give it even for a uh, lady um, seamstress. Because the Aishlavrum, Bachucharuf, in Tanina, Simbatufi Zion writes that if it's Latsoire Chayoim, you are permitted to, uh, to, to sew. And this is also how the Moirik Tziu, the M, the Yavats in Moirik Tziu writes. As if it's Tzorich Hayom or it's a Dubra Uvet, you could be lenient and be Mekel the same as the Allah is regarding Halamoit. So, to answer your question, if you have a man that you could do it, you should give it for a man. But if you don't have and you read it for a Shkhoidesh, you could be Michael to give it also for a lady. Question. Is it the Indian to eat something special on Rosh Chodesh? Yes, in Shechanorach, in Hilchas Rosh Chodesh, Simetufid, Tess, the Machaber, the Shechanorach writes, Mitzvah laharba besider Rosh Chodesh. It is a mitzvah to be marba, to add on a sider Rosh Chodesh. And the Mishnabrir brings Meshem Achroinam, which is the Shurik Reisak Doyle, the Aliyarab, the Chayyudam, that the Madagdikim, people who are pious Eden, they have a minik to add on Arashkhoidish at least one extra food more than a regular day. And if it's Rashkhoidish on Shabbos, you add on a special extra food Lukuvat Rashkhoidish. And from there comes the minik that some people when Rashkhoidish is on Shabbos they make an extra kugel for, for Rashkhoidish. So, yes, there is a, a, a mitzvah to add on something for a shkhoidish or eat some kind of special food which you don't eat regularly because that's the Indian of Bimachabat, the shkhoidish, which is 
קצס יונטוף. Question. My wife is in the mountains the whole week, and I'm by myself during the week. Is it a problem sleeping alone? Now the Gemur Mesechte Shabbos, Daf Kifni and Aleph Omad Beis, says, Oser Lishn Babai Sichidi Balayla. A person is not allowed to sleep alone in his house at night. And the Alter Rebbe brings it down in Shechonorach, in Choshemishpet, Dina Shmir Sagiva Nefesh, Sivuf. The Mugnavruam in Simarai Shlamates, Sivkutn Zain, says Babais means a room. That means even though there is other people in that house, you should not sleep alone in a room. In a room which is closed. Nor it should be opened to the to the to the house to other people which other people are sleeping. Now when the Mergavrom means that uh, it shouldn't be closed, what does it mean? Does it mean it shouldn't be locked or it shouldn't be closed at all? So, in Shal Shivas Chalkes Yankov, Chayli Gimel Sifi Zayn says that it means you shouldn't lock it. If you sleep alone in your room, you could close the door, especially when you have other people around, but you shouldn't lock it. And it says, we see by the Isser of Yichut, that a man and a woman is not permitted to be alone in a room or in a house and it's awesome in a Torah so there's a heter of Pesach Pesach L'Shisaram and there's a Machroikas Hoachroinam if Pesach Pesach, if the door is open means it's wide opened and this is how the Rebkiv Eigen Basmeir holds that it's not enough, it's unlocked, it has to be opened and other boys come and it's even the Rishonim we see, it's enough, it's not locked, it's unlocked. It doesn't have to be opened. So the Chalkesyanke writes, if by Iser Yichet, which is a Daraisa, the Arpoisk will say, if it's closed, but it's not locked, that's okay. So when it comes to this halacha of not sleeping alone in a room, if it's not locked, it's enough, and that's fine. Um, but if there isn't uh, any per- people in the whole apartment, so uh, leaving open your door won't help. So the Alter Rebbe in Dinah Shmir Nefesh in the Kintras Achel brings from Yerushalmi that if there is any light on, that's fine. And this is also how the Aish Lavrum in Bachuch, in the Astoyer of Marsham, that if there is any light, that's fine. So, going back to your question, you are alone in your house and you want to know if it's a problem sleeping alone. Yes, it's a problem sleeping alone. So the only solution which you have is, since you're sleeping alone in the whole house, there isn't any people in other rooms, so you should leave open any light or open the door which there's a light outside. Any light should come in into the room and that solves this problem. Question. I have a coin collection. I found a quarter in a pushka from the early 1940s. It's valued over $10. Is 
do I exchange it for a different quarter or must I pay its value about $10? In Shalat Rashivus Avedis Hagershuni, Simon Tzadik Dalat, and it's brought down in Pischechive Choishemishpat, Simon Reish Lamad Bais, Sifkut Neches. He has a Shalat. Um, a person bought a silver dish, but he bought it that it's copper. And he sold it for someone else, for a second person, also that it's copper. And the second person sold it for a third person, also for its copper. And then they realized it's silver or it's gold. So the first person goes to Levi, the third person, and says, I want back this clee. I sold it for you, that's copper. But now we realize it's not copper, it's gold or silver. So I want it back. And he passes, no. He doesn't have to give it back. It belongs to the third person, Falevi, who bought it from Shimon, that bought it from Riven. Why? Because since Riven did not know it's silver or gold, he thought it's copper. And he sold it for Shimon also as copper. And Levi bought it also for copper. So nobody knew that it's silver. So since nobody knew it's silver, um, the person which in his possession they found out it's silver that's his and it brings a ray from a motcha which the motcha is brought on Shechanorach and he's mafalt over there and he says maybe we could make a chilik that the motcha doesn't is not exactly in this scenario so therefore we could uh, say that no he has to give it back for, for, for the first person but then at the end he says I found a Levish in Sosim Arayish Lamad Gimel who says clearly that since the person who sold it didn't know that it is gold, it didn't dawn on him it's gold, and the second person who purchased it also didn't know it's gold, he bought it as copper and he sold it as copper. So therefore it belongs to the person who found it and he doesn't have to give it back for the first person which sold it. So when it comes to your question, since the person who put the quarter into the pushka did not know how much it's worth, he put it in as a quarter, which is a regular quarter. When you go in the bank, it's not worth more than a quarter, but has a value on the market, on the, on the, on the coin market. But in the bank, it's, it's a quarter. So since he put it into the pushka as a quarter, and the Pishka, the Tzedukah, did, did not know the value. And uh, he wouldn't, the, the, the would have give, the, give away this quarter for, for the bank or for other people also as a quarter. So the Tzedukah never had a Kenyan in this quarter. So since the Tzedukah never had a Kenyan in this quarter, the quarter belongs for the person who found it and he has to put in a quarter and doesn't have to give the full value of $10 how much it is worth. Question. Summer fruits have pits that are not edible. On Shabbos, can I place a piece, peach pit or a cherry pit in a plate or a napkin? The Alter Rebbe 
in Shechonorach Simon Sheiches Sif Samach and Sif Samach Aleph writes that if pits or uh, shells is not edible even for a behemoth, for an animal, like um, shells of nuts and etc. It's osirbatiltl, you cannot carry it, it's muktzah, like stones and a piece of wood. And you cannot take it off the table if it's on the table. Not through your hands, not through something else which you hold in your hand. Not only that, the Alter Rebbe writes, you cannot pick up the tablecloth and take the tablecloth with all the with the with the all the stuff in the tablecloth together with the pit and take it to the garbage, because whenever you could um, throw the pit or the shell from the tablecloth right next to where you are, so therefore it's not permitted to carry a muktza even in a, in a tablecloth. So therefore, he says. If you need, you don't need the place where the pit is going to fall. That means it's a big room. You have to um, throw out the shell or the pit from the tablecloth on the floor, and then you can take off the tablecloth. So what is the solution? So the Alter Rebbe writes, you should have on the tablecloth or on a plate or on a napkin, which you want to put in the pit. You should put on top of it a piece of challah. And then, once the tablecloth or the plate has a piece of challah, you could put in the pit, and then you could carry around and take out from the table the pit, the shell, wherever you want, and take it to the garbage. So, your, your question is, what do you do with the pit? You put it into a plate which has a piece of challah, and then you can take it out. But if it is in such a situation that you put it down on the table or you don't have a piece of challah or whatever it should be um, and you have a couple of pits so then you're going into a, a, a different scenario because then it becomes a graf sharaya. The lochi is if a person has um, things which is mixer and it's moors it's not, uh, it's not comfortable for the person to sit with garbage. If he has garbage at home and it smells or it's not comfortable to be there, he is permitted to take it out of his house, although garbage is mixer, because that's called a graf sharaya. And a graf sharaya could be, you could be metal to chazal, was matter graf sharaya, because a person cannot live in a place which is full of garbage. So if you have one pit, that's not a reason to say it's a, it's a graf sharaya. But you have a couple of pits, a couple of shells, so then already it goes into the category of graf sharaya, and then you can take out the then you can take out the shells and the pits. Um, even you don't have a piece of challah in that plate because that's called the graf sharaya. And there's another solution, which is when you take when you eat the peach. You leave, the, you leave on the pit a little bit of fruit, of the fruit, so automatically it's not muktzah because it still has a piece of edible fruit, and that, then you can take it out regularly, it's not mixed at all. So, to sum it up, if you have still a piece of 
peach on the pit leave it and take it out and then the last bite you could eat right next to the to the garbage and if you don't you didn't do it it's already without any any food then you could um, put it in into a plate which has a, a, a piece of challah and then you could carry it around in the same will also go when you uh, you make you uh, peel eggs on Shabbos Shabbos in the morning or you should peel it right next to the garbage into the garbage can right away or if you want to do it on the counter or whatever put it into a plate which in the plate there is a piece of challah and then you could move it around now when the Altarebbe writes challah it's interesting to note that the Chsam Soifer in his Shiva and the writes that it's meduyek, dafke, a piece of challah. And he has a whole lengthy reason why. So that's the solution. When you, sh- you peel the egg, you should put it into a plate which has a piece of challah and then you could throw away the, the, sh- the shell or you, could, you, should, you should peel it right next to the garbage. Okay, thank you for joining us and please join us again next week. And send any questions to inbox at anash.org. Good night, Agit Nechoydesh, and a wonderful week of Melech Basuda.